0: welcome to episode three of the 1212 here at education service center region 12 in waco texas on the 1212 we will attempt to give you 12 minutes of ideas tips tricks and teaching strategies it may be brief but we'll make sure that it's substantial Well, we are glad that you have joined us for the third episode and you're sticking with us. If you've, um, you know, come back to the archive and you've been listening to some of these some of these old ones, glad you're still listening and you're listening to the future ones. I think that's just awesome. Um, so uh, here at the table today, um, myself, Josh Essery, and across from me is the wonderful Lisa Cisneros. Hello,
1: my friends. How are you?
0: I was waiting for an answer. They didn't say anything.
1: Nobody said anything. I'm sorry. They're I'm quiet they, <laughs> today. They <are.
0: laughs> And then we'll hand it off over to my left to the Andy McNair.
2: Hi hey guys, excited to chat today.
0: So um, we're gonna go ahead and just jump right into a question or a thought that Andy has been ruminating on
2: yeah, so I, I know the team is probably tired of me talking about this all the time, but um, we're actually doing a thing on the podcast, uh, Back to the Future, right? We're going to be talking about this idea of, of what are some tools that have been around for a long time, um, but that can be, I think, we can think about them differently and we can innovate around them to do it in a way that'll be meaningful for today's learners. And so for me, one of those things is jigsaw. Um, I don't know if you've heard of jigsaw, you probably have. And we're gonna talk today about some misconceptions of jigsaw, how it can be implemented well, and we may even talk about some technology tools that you can use to make Jigsaw meaningful in your classroom. But I love the idea of of this strategy for a lot of different reasons. I think as we kind of talk about things that we can do in our classroom, as we have this conversation, I think you're going to hear lots of like, oh, I never realized Jigsaw worked on that skill, or I never realized that Jigsaw would give my learners an opportunity to make that connection. So, I'm excited to have this conversation because I am obsessed with jigsaw right now. I typically do a jigsaw in all of my learning experiences with educators, and just can't say enough about it. So, what do you guys think? What are some what are some things that come to mind when I say jigsaw?
0: Well, um, I mean, definitely what we were talking, what you talked about with like back to the future or it's kind of you know back in the past. I, I, the first thing I think of is, is that's just that's old. Like people've been mm-hmm. doing that forever which is interesting because I'll have conversations with teachers right now and I'll say who's heard of jigsaw and it is surprising the amount of people that don't know what jigsaw is and I feel like it's it's like a fossilized <laughs> you know <laughs> teaching strategy it was used for a long time and then it got is it laid down long enough to get covered by dirt and years and millennia of pressure yeah. and now it's it's all forgotten and it's just Andy's earphone fell out. and I just feel like we need to, to address Make a that. About that. Yes. I tend to be the one. Okay. But um, I it, it feel like it's a forgotten one, but just because it's old doesn't mean that it needs to be forgotten or not used. And when I think when we started talking about jigsaw again, um, what is it about It's been a, about a year and a half, maybe mm-hmm. two years that we've mm-hmm. kind of reinvigorated this idea of jigsaw or this or using jigsaw. And I remember, for, I remember it from when I was in high school. That's when I remember Jigsaw because I specifically remember thinking it was the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) And (laughs) the reason I thought it was the dumbest thing ever was because what we're about to jump into is poor implementation of an effective teaching strategy. Yes. Because Andy and Lisa are going to get more into like how you should do it. But what Jigsaw was for me a lot of times was, all right, class, we've got an article here and Y'all are gonna tell us what the first paragraph says, and y'all are gonna tell us what the second paragraph says, and y'all are gonna tell us what the third paragraph says. Okay, we're gonna do that in about ten minutes, and then we're all gonna make some presentations. And that was it. I was like, I, I have no idea. Like, I had, I had no, um, I guess, like buy-in maybe for what the other two groups were were telling me, and I just felt like it was kind of a waste of time, um, and it was a strategy that didn't that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I come to find out through our last couple of years, like, that's why I hated it. Because they were doing it wrong. (laughs) They were leaving some very important steps out. So because it's old, don't let it go away. And we're going to talk to you today about what makes it effective and why it should be something you need to, like, start doing tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Tomorrow's a Saturday, so maybe
1: on Monday.
0: Nobody knows. They don't know what day they're listening to this podcast. Well, they do now. Oh, well, great.
1: (laughs) Okay. Lisa, what do you think? Jigsaw. So, I mean, my initial thing goes to John Hattie's research or his meta-analysis. So I know you guys are familiar with it. For those who might not, John Hattie uh, really evaluated all of the research out there. He came up with over 200 strategies that are beneficial or non-beneficial to our students um, in lots of different areas. And so 0.4, four tenths is a school year improvement. So anything over that is something really great and we make huge improvements. Ready for this? Mic drop moment. Mic drop moment. 1.2. That's huge. Huge, 1.2. So you are gonna have that much effect size just by using jigsaw authentically and correctly, like Josh said, Mm -hmm. with integrity you're going to have a huge gains for all of the students in your classroom. So I obviously go to Hattie. I also go to those 21st century skills, right? Communication with each other, equity in the classroom. Everyone is working with everyone, regardless of if they're a struggling learner, if they're an EL, um, if they're GT. They are all working together collaboratively Mm -hmm. to really support each other to get to the bottom of whatever it is that they're learning about, researching, doing those pieces on. So I think about that communication, that collaboration, that equity across the classroom, um, and just those skills that they're really preparing for, um, for that real-world experience when they're in their jobs.
0: Yeah, and, and earlier, right, the, right at the very beginning of what you're talking about, about implementing it with fidelity and the right steps and doing it correctly, um, would like to also point everybody back to episode two um, because we, we talked about uh, poor implementation of technology tools in that episode, and we really talked about that it's not the tool that is bad, or it's not the tool that is failing you, it is the implementation of it. And what kind of fidelity that it's being implemented with? Uh, are you using teaching strategies correctly with those tools? So if you're kind of interested in that, uh, you can go back and listen to episode two. And if you hear that noise in the background, that's our Voxer. If you're interested in hitting us up on Voxer anytime, just um, drop us a line. You know, We'll be happy to hook up with you on the Voxer. If you don't know what it is, don't worry about it. If you know what it is hit us up. Um, but anyways, um, I thought that was a great point about in implementing it well because uh, if you don't do that, no point in trying it out.
2: So, so it. let's talk about what Jigsaw is because it's important we can say all of these things like it's a 1.2, which by the way, you guys, that is huge. Gigantic. Um, it's I can't say enough about that and that's really one of the reasons that I've kind of latched onto this idea and really tried to think through like how do we do this for today's learners, right? We know there are things about these guys that are different and they need different things but I, I really think Jigsaw still works. So first of all, I want to share a resource with you, jigsaw.org, and we'll put that in the show notes, but jigsaw.org is a great place to go. I love how they're like, here's Jigsaw in 10 easy steps. I'm going to break it down (laughs) in a few less, a little bit less than 10 easy steps. But first of all, the goal is to decide, you know, what is it that I want them to experience? What is it that I want them to learn? And then you're going to think through, how could I chunk that content up? How could I divide it up? So I think thinking through that is the first step then you're going to put your learners in what we call a home group so you're going to have groups of five or six kids you want to make sure that the groups are diverse and that you have um you know a variety of kids with a variety of different backgrounds and um, skill levels in those groups that's your home group and so you're going to give that home group a topic and then you're going to have them decide who's going to be number one number two number three in other words who's doing the different chunks of the content and then you're gonna give them an opportunity to do that. So you're gonna go read the first paragraph of this article or you're gonna go watch the first part of this video. You're gonna watch the second part. They're only doing their part. After they've had that time to independently do that part, they're gonna to go to an expert group. So you're gonna say all of the ones, if you are a number one, you're going to meet together and you're gonna share with each other what you learned. You're gonna share your perspective. This is my favorite part of Jigsaw because even if a learner is struggling, they get to hear somebody else's perspective. And even if they read it and were like, I have no idea what I just read, they get to hear it. And so it really gives everybody an opportunity to play, right, you're putting everybody in the game. And so putting them in that expert group, and then after you've given them time to have that conversation, then you're gonna bring them back to their home group and they're going to teach each other. We know protege is which is huge. We know it has a big impact on learning. So they're gonna come back together and they're gonna say, hey, here was the part that I learned that gives everybody responsibility it puts everybody in a place where they are responsible for giving their group which i think builds classroom culture and so at the end of that learning experience everybody hasn't has had an opportunity to learn independently to share with a group and then to also come back and teach whatever it is that they've learned. And so it really, regardless of what type of learner they are or how they learn, it gives everybody an opportunity to do that. And even doing it with teachers, um, it changes the energy of the room. Um, Just the movement that's involved with Jigsaw, I just think it's huge. I can't say enough about it. Did that make sense to you guys, kind of breaking down the steps?
0: Yeah, um, one of my favorite things about Jigsaw that people don't implement Um, frequently is the when you do the debriefing when all the experts come back and explain to the home group what, what what they learned from their expert group is at that point that the home group is keeping them accountable for the information and there is a questioning period and so if there's any gaps in the information it's the responsibility of the home group to say oh tell me more about this I would like to know more about that and if they don't know it then Everybody goes back to their expert groups, mm-hmm. they clarify, and not only was that one clarification from, let's say, home group A, like, they have their answer now, all the other home groups have that answer too, and they didn't even ask for it, just because that questioning period happened. Um, and allowing that rotation to happen more than once is incredibly valuable, and just like increases, um, increases that engagement.
1: I think a good thing to point out, and we'll add this to the show notes as well, is Douglas Fisher does a lot of research on jigsaw as well, and he has three different approaches to it. So, again, if this doesn't work perfectly with the way Andy kind of described it, there's two other ways that you can do it in your classroom, depending on the content, uh, the amount of kiddos, anything that you might have. So there's lots of options as to how to execute a jigsaw, but no matter how you do it, great great growth for our kiddos
0: yeah. yeah all right well we're gonna wrap this up with a quick uh get to know us question so what is your favorite off hours no on hours what's your favorite on hours drink like from nine to five what's your favorite <laughs> nine to five drink i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go LaCroix or LaCroix croix la croix la croix, la croix i don't know what you say but i'm gonna go with that one any f- any any flavor I, i'm pretty much n- actually coconut hate the coconuts like no no no, i'm not gonna do that flavor most of the fruit ones i'm good
1: uh this is super easy for me uh dr pepper always dr pepper and i clearly battle with andy and mine is very easy and always coke zero so you know (laughs) (laughs) if you you guys
2: could see our recording table right now we actually have a dr pepper (laughs) and a coke zero stare down going on they're sitting right
0: across from each other i had a cup of tea no andy's lost
1: because she pulled the wrapper off so coke zero (laughs) was the champion
0: Well, thanks again for joining us for the 1212. You can find all of the stuff we talked about in our show notes at www.esc12.net slash in. That is slash D-I-G-I-N. Thanks again for listening and we hope that you catch us on the next one.